Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Short Combos podcast with JC Warrior of Light Cashman and, <laughs> sorry, I speeded him up, and Asmirolai. Uh, we are here, he's here, we're here. How are we, sir? Yeah, we are good. You did your research. It was episode 44. You knew that coming in there, didn't you? If it's not, then I'm really sorry, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're pretty <laughs> confident, confident on that one. Uh, as I'm all good, thank you. Last week, I think it was, was it during our Wisdom Wednesday, or did we talk about it on the convo as well, about uh, sleep and the need, and the recharging the, the, uh, the routine your body goes through? I feel like since the start of this week, uh, not the whole week, just started this week, I, I lost a little bit of sleep over the weekend and uh, got up a bit early. I don't feel like I've gone through that cycle of, uh, it got broken. Uh, I haven't quite gone through that full cycle. So Monday, Tuesday was a bit hard work. Not as in I wasn't down or wasn't anything like that. As in I just didn't feel rebooted. Uh, so for instance, I had the milk yesterday and uh, the cut. Uh, big cupboard is next to the fridge I've got the milk in hand and you open the cupboard and it's like no I don't intend <laughs> so it's been a bit like that for the start of the week but today was very productive I felt like I I hit a lot of those spinning plates and uh yeah today was a lot more uh, uh, productive see I can't even speak you uh, I love, by the way, those sleepy stories, silly stuff you do while you're half asleep. My best <laughs> good, one for they? me was I uh, made myself an instant coffee, got my favorite mug out, put my coffee, spoon of coffee in, put my spoon of sugar in, blah, 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 went to my desk, went to drink it and sprayed coffee powder all over my face. <laughs> I didn't even put the milk or the yeah. hot water in it, just just coffee powder straight in my face. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm all good. I'm... I'm quite tired, same, uh, you know, I don't sleep great anyway, but I'm feeling it this week. Like my eyes are a little bit black and circled as usual, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. Like you, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not upset, but I'm just running on, running on fumes a little. Fumes, in that sense. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a rant though, if I may take the, uh, the opportunity today, I wouldn't mind a, a rant. And uh, I want to rant about driving. Uh, I don't want to rant about bad driving because I think we can all at times put our hand in the air and say, I've driven bad. You've, you've misjudged a corner, got a little bit too fast, or uh, you've pulled, not crashed into someone, but you've pulled out when you shouldn't. Uh, I think we can all put our hands in the air and say, you know, we're, we're culprits at times for bad driving. And there are clearly people on the road that should not be on the road. I don't know how they ever passed that test in the first place uh, because they are bad drivers. So I don't want to rant about that. I think that's a bit of a lost cause or, you know, it's just an acceptance uh, already there. I don't know if it's because I'm driving a little less or the time I'm driving or pandemic. I suppose I don't want an answer. But this reckless driving, that idiotic stupidity of drivers, there just seems to be a lot of it. The person that overtakes you on a blind bend just to get a car ahead of you and you pass at the traffic lights because they're in the other lane that they had to wait in. Uh, just, to, you know, people getting up behind each other's asses and things like that. Just a pure stupidity, which if it went wrong, 
it would be serious consequences. And if they were shown, I'm sure, if they were shown a video of themselves, if they were could sit in the car watching themselves, uh, they would be like, no, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? So I already feel like I've got it off my chest, but it just seems a little bit more present at the moment. I don't know, again, if it's uh, because of change of habits or just the world we're living in at the moment. There just seems to be a few more idiots out there or people behaving in an idiotic way driving. Yeah, I get it. I So I just got myself a new car. Very happy. Way. Way. Are you Way. still keeping the Duke as well? Are you like the, doubling the Duke it up? Is, the Duke is gone. The Duke is gone. I was just like, I'll pay you to take the Duke <laughs> take and I'll buy a car. <laughs> yeah, no, I very happily got rid of it. But I can say, because this car is like very new and therefore a lot more modern than the Duke. And I don't sometimes notice my speed in it. And I'm like, okay. look, because like my, my brain knows how long it takes to get to 30, but this car does it quicker than the other car and quieter and smoother. So it's like, I'm going, then I glance down, I'm like doing 50 in a 30. And I'm like, oh God, brake. Because uh, yeah. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to drive like a dick. But I think a big part of why people are doing this is modern cars, less and less you feel how fast you're going. Your camper's great because in your camper, you know exactly how fast you're going because you can feel it through every nut and bolt in the car. And when you get up to real speeds in it, you know, 60. <laughs> yeah, like flying, skin coming off your face. <laughs> but it almost feels a little bit dangerous, doesn't it? In the car, you're kind of like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm, I'm coming close to what this thing is capable of. Whereas in like a very modern car, you don't feel anything. You can do 70, 80, 90, and inside you don't feel any of it. And like you said, until it goes wrong and then you're gonna come literally crashing down to reality when it starts, you know, morphing and bending and killing people. Yeah, I completely get you and uh, I agree, but it doesn't serve I know a my lot rant. Of it. Yeah, oh, it yeah, doesn't yeah, no, serve I, my rant. It, I, I, I'm just talking I'm about trying idiots. To help, but yeah, I know exactly what about you mean. Idiots. I just know so, that there's that, but no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's I live in yeah. London, so it's constant. Oh, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It's every other car is that idiot. So you just- it, uh, It's the nature of it, isn't it? You come to peace. I haven't got a rant, but I have got something I would like to, I'm very interested to know how you feel about it. Oh, I'm interested to know what you're asking. Fat children. Fat children. Fat children. I think it's abuse. I'll come yeah, down. Yeah, 100%. Okay, great. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I saw this girl. I was, I was at the shops and I saw this girl. She couldn't have been older than five. And she was at least double the weight that she should be for that age. She was like massive for a five-year-old. And I just thought, you have set that kid up for like just misery because it's going to be so difficult for them to correct the eating habits the behavior and let alone just shift the weight not that they should even be thinking about anything like that at that age and i just think because kids can burn through food what are you feeding it that it gets that fat that quick yeah that early like it is scary when you see a child that ages their weight so they're like five six stone seven seven stone yeah. eight you know by the time they're 12 they're 12 stone that's like you know a well stocked man uh you know before they're yeah before they're they're a teenager and uh yeah it's 
it, yeah, 100%. It, it's abuse. Now that you brought it up, this isn't directly related to kids, but the whole topic of fat, obviously not, or maybe we haven't uh, spoke about it before, uh, but my brother had a theory uh, a while back there. He used to always like to bring up every now and then. We went to uh, Disneyland, uh, America, Orlando, and uh, my sister-in-law turned around after the first day with the camera and said, just what are you doing? And all day he'd been taking pictures of fat people. <laughs> in <laughs> just like a weird you know obsessive kind of way he was like i was just gobsmacked i was got i knew they were big but my gosh but yeah now his theory is fat tax he thinks we should have a fat tax so if you are part it's hot it would be hard to monitor because your body mass index doesn't necessarily mean that you are obese especially if you're muscular or uh you know a different physique but there, there's all the things that basically are not good for you and make you fat or you know a super size something or whatever i don't know how you would monitor it but he feels there should be a fat tax because if you taxed it it's no longer in your genes it's no longer in your bones and people would do something about it yeah it's it's the the problem with it being like personal responsibility, isn't it? Because yeah. there's this big thing between whether or not it's McDonald's fault or it's your fault, because McDonald's is not exactly trying to not make you fat. You know, they they very happily sell you whatever you ask for. You ask for five things of chips. They're not going to turn to you and say, do you really want five? Do, shall we no. just have one and a salad? Like They're happy to sell it. But then it's, is it your personal responsibility to control yourself and manage what you eat? I guess, I mean, I think it is, but a lot of people don't seem to see it that way, do they? Yeah, I think it's all down to man in the mirror. I think we should all be responsible for our own, yeah, well, what we put in our own mouth at the end of the day. And uh, until they come of age where, you know, they're an adult, they're a grown up, uh, the, the kids are ultimately the parents' responsibility. So, yeah, it, I think you're right. It should be classed as abuse uh, because it is. Uh, you know, you get uh, locked up if you hit a child, if, you know, all the uh, right ways of, uh, you know, protecting children from that point of view, but there should be protection on because the kid's so innocent. It's like <laughs> the, the kid knows, especially of that age where they've only ever known that, they know no different. So I can give you a donut and you eat it and I can give you another donut and you eat half of it, pause and eat it. I can give you another donut and you can then turn around as a grown up and say, I'm not feeling right about this now. I'm gonna, you know, this isn't gonna be good for me. But the kid, they, they've not got to that stage yet, have they? And then I don't think they do. That's the thing about it, right? Because you've never put that, that uh, barrier in place as a parent, then I don't think they develop it. And then I think they're, they're gonna have just issues their whole life with, with weight. I just think mm. that's so unfair, you know, it's a hard enough as it is, you know, you, you, a lot of people, they stay fit all the way through their young years and then they get fat. But I think to start fat, you just, it's like, it's so unnecessary to put your kid in that situation. It's so easily avoided. Like you're the parent, man, you're in charge, yeah. you decide. Uh, like, again, we don't want this to be a grumpy old man podcast, <laughs> but today I just saw it and it's been on my mind all week. I think it's just a shame. It's just sad to see. Yeah, and, for sure. uh, 
you know, he, I think you just said it, it's so unnecessary. Uh, and you said, oh, it's easy uh, to fix. It's easy not, it's probably too easy to get into that state in the first place because you haven't been disciplined with meal sizes, portions, or you've just, it's just too easy to choose the easy option at the end of the day. Yeah, and every now and then you see it. This kid was an example. The parents weren't actually that big. It wasn't like, oh, okay, this is just your family and you all eat like this. Like the parents were reasonably sized. So I just think you're you're either killing her with kindness where you just you, she's your little princess and you can't say no. Or I don't know. I don't know where that where that comes from, that that the kid would be very overweight and the parents are just pretty average. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's not the way <laughs> we have that solved one day uh i thought we could add in another feature to our uh, weekly convo uh what right. about we have a uh, option of a recommendation each week okay. a recommendation i come with one uh, from the start of the year i wanted to listen to more podcasts i listen to a lot of music I've got a new uh, headset in the camper. Uh, I can connect now Bluetooth to a phone. So I've started listening to podcasts again. And uh, I would highly recommend Infinity uh, Monkey Cage. It's the uh, Brian Cox, the like uh, mad scientist, cool scientist uh, guy. Uh, he always has a panel on. The one I'm listening to at the moment is about rocks. So it's about all the scientists that basically look for fossils or look at the rocks and everything. And they quite often have a comedian on as well. And uh, they bring real lightness to the uh, conversation. So I, cool. I would highly recommend that, that podcast to anyone. Uh, any podcasts you could recommend for us or you would recommend the, out there? The Tim Ferriss Show has to be one of my favourite podcasts. Uh, Tim Ferriss wrote a book called The 4-Hour Workweek and it was one of the like pioneering books for basically being someone who could work freely, as in all you need is your laptop and an internet connection and you could work. So you could go abroad and all the rest of it and it wouldn't affect your business. And he does a podcast and he, he interviews very successful people in very different fields and asks very probing questions to kind of understand what makes them tick and what got them to where they are. So and he, like really high profile people, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Foxx, uh, you okay. know, famous sports people. Uh, and it's like a long form interview, similar to like what the Joe Rogan experience is but he's very targeted with his questioning. So uh, yeah, the Tim Ferriss show is highly recommended, especially if you're a bit of a productivity nerd, then you'll like him. I've written that one down, I'll get on that. Get but I like this it. recommendation uh, idea. We yeah. make this a regular feature. Feature. Uh, last week I mentioned about self, uh, I had found I had evolved myself and uh, I found it a bit sticky ex- trying to explain it. Do you recall mm-hmm. last week I was saying I felt like I've gone through a stage where it's almost like shedding a skin. You've, you've grown yourself. And I, I thought about it. And I think the way that I could explain it a little bit better is uh, I went for a moment of self-discovery. I think you, you at times one can go through almost a moment where you discover something more, either about yourself, about life, about your environment around you that you didn't know before and I think yeah that's what that's what I was getting on uh, last week in case I wasn't overly clear uh, on on that part of the convo 
No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm glad you you felt that happen. Yeah. I feel like that happened a little bit when I bought this car because I, I've had a terrible car history and I know that 90% of it is my fault from just ignorance and not knowing things. But I've come to this one and it's like, I got a good deal. I picked a good car. <laughs> I got cheap insurance. You know, I, I just did all the things and I sat back at the end of it all and I was like, I have learned a few things. I've grown up a little bit. I am a little bit better with cars than I was yesterday. And it, it, I've evolved. Uh, I have evolved in the world of buying cars. I am the Yoda of car buying officially. Yeah, you got it now. Oh, last week we were talking about Mars and NASA and all that kind of thing. And I don't mm. think I've ever asked you where you sit with magic. <laughs> That's a great one. Magic. I love it. A uh, huge David Blaine fan. I, I think that man is bonkers and in just the most beautiful way. Um, I'm well up for it. I, and is with he him, still I, active and around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. see he's, anything he's, on him in these days. He's doing less of the, the big mad stuff that he was doing. But he's kind of gone back to his roots with like Houdini-based magic these days. But okay. he's, he's, he's still doing doing his thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's at one point just dies doing something insane. Uh, yeah. Last thing I saw him doing was swallowing kerosene and then developing the ability to hold it in his stomach and then project it out like literally like a pressure washer while setting it on fire. So he was just a walking flamethrower. Uh, and then he realized that he could float water on top of kerosene because kerosene is thicker as a fluid. So the whole act was he would swallow the kerosene. He'd then swallow a glass of water with a live fish in it. He would then do his spouting thing where the water would come out. The fish would come out alive with the water. And then once he tasted the kerosene, he'd then get his lighter out and do his flame show on top of it. Yeah, that's just, you have to see it to believe it, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just completely bonkers. But yeah, just, just props to him. And that's just, that's not even magic. There's nothing magic there. He's just taught himself how to yes. control his stomach muscles and all of this stuff. But, but I think that's the most magical thing ever, right? Because yeah. <laughs> technically anyone could do it, but I guarantee you not even five people on the planet could probably pull that off or be bothered yeah. to, to figure it out. Um, I like magic. I don't believe in magic, but I'm very appreciative of, of all the stuff that goes in to make any of that where you just sit there and go, no idea how he's done that. Not a clue. I think it's just a really good age old skill, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. it's almost like comedy. It, it, it's not comedy, but it's almost in the same skill set. Like, uh, you might have a prop for some, something else, but it just takes a lot of practice, doesn't it? A lot of uh, repetition and uh, skill. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like everything, it draws an emotion out of people. And I think where magic is a bit unique is generally the emotion it draws out of you is like confusion and befuddlement. Mm. There's not much else out there that just leaves you going, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah, some things make you happy, some things make you sad, but this just makes people generally pretty confused and some even a little bit scared but in like a good way like roller coaster scared um yeah no i, I like you, magic do you have a magic kick growing up I, you know i remember having pieces 
Um, <laughs> never had a full one, set. Never had a full set. I remember get, getting little odd bits and, and tinkering. The one I had that I really enjoyed, again, I don't know if this is magic or just a prank, but it was one of those invisible wires and you could attach a, uh, a note to it, like a 10 pound note or something. And then it had a little button to like zip it back in. So you could like put it somewhere, sit at a table, wait for someone to go pick it up and it just goes <laughs> into your hand. You and that, yeah, that was those were good times. But yeah, no, I didn't have a kit. Did you have a magic kit? Yeah, I had like the whole, whole thing. I had a, a dice in a tube that you could push along and as it went through the tube, it would change its number and yeah, oh. the cards and everything else. Yeah, are oh, you going to have to relive this when you have kids? Or just oh, go out fine. there and do it with Anne now. I do. <laughs> and I I'm going to cut you in school. half. I had a friend at school and he was he was obsessed with picking up women. That was like his thing. He, <laughs> he, he had no interest in any sports. He just wanted to pick up women. But he always wanted to, he never could just go up to a girl and say, hi, nice to meet you. My name is blah, blah, blah. It had to come with a gimmick. And at one point it became this close up magic thing. And I remember sitting in pubs and watching him walk up to random women and just getting rejected over and over whilst <laughs> trying to show them a card trick where the end result was meant to be, this is your card. And then it had his number on it. It was just horrifically cringe and that never, yeah. never panned out for him. But Bless I imagine him. it does if you get good at it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so along the same lines then, because uh, it made me think it after our Mars chat, what about psychics and the supernatural? So we, we've said that magic isn't real, uh, as in it's a very skilled art and everything else. Uh, what about ma uh, psychic and supernatural? The whole, yeah, the whole shebang of that. I find the whole psychic thing, as in paying someone to talk to your dead grandma, uh, I think it's almost as bad a crime as digging up dead people. Like, I think it should really? be up there. Yeah, I, I have a real, real issue with it. Um, because I'm a man of science and zeros and ones, I therefore can't believe in it. So I, I kind of am then automatically made to believe that not only are you lying and making it up, but you're doing it for a profit and you're doing it for attention and you're doing it at the expense of someone else's emotions, even if you're going to tell them that their husband is at peace now and he misses them and you're going to make them feel good for a moment. It's just, for me, it's just the highest level of extortion. Like I can't, I can't come to peace with it. I love spirituality and all of that stuff. And I think there's a lot of things that we have not yet to comprehend, but this whole psychic thing in particular, it doesn't sit well with me at all. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Because I, I haven't had the experience myself, uh, as in I've not been to a medium or a psychic show or those kind. because I know of a few people that it's a big thing for them, you know, mm. uh, to go to see a psychic and get an answer or they have these big shows and that. There was a, actually, talking to magicians, there was a guy that was kind of, I can't think of his name now, what was his name? Uh, who was defunking it all. Like, he, he was showing uh, how... Darren Brown. Darren Brown. I was thinking Brown, Brown. Yeah, Darren Brown. And uh, he did one where he had a room of people and uh, he gave them a story or something. And they were all like, oh, he basically read my mind. He knew all about my life and everything. And everyone had the same story. 
Uh, but I know of one person, they went to see one of these psychic people and uh, it was in like a theatre. So it was, uh, you know, a lot of people there. And uh, she got called out because he was tuning in to the other side. But he brought up names, places and times, which there was no way he could have known. There was no... There was no way he could have researched or uh, Googled. It, yeah, I, I can't best uh, describe it. But yeah, he, he said, oh, there's this woman. She died in X, Y, Z. She wants to say, so, so what do you make of something like that? I struggle with anything anecdotal like that, where like you've, they've got, the person has got a single example of it looking like it works. Because for me, it's like, Let's say you had that ability to that extent. It's like, why doesn't everyone know about you? Why aren't you effectively the most famous person on the planet? Because if you could replicate that enough times for everyone to basically be shown without a doubt that it's real, you would just be the most, you'd basically be Jesus, you know, or the closest thing to it. So that's where I struggle with it because I just think no one's ever got to that point with it. No one has ever done like past the scientific testing of it. They've done a lot where they've taken, you know, possible mediums and psychics and not one of them has ever passed, you know, the test that it's above nice. just luck and average and, you know, statistics. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it happens from time to time, but I've, I've seen some things happen where I'm just like, I don't have an explanation for that. And that's probably, you know, from the other side, but it's like just one example in an infinite amount of examples where it doesn't go that way. Ones and zeros, ones and zeros. Zero, one, zero, one, 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 zero, one. <laughs> I, but I'm not, I'm well, not sure. I can remember my dad, he went to the Monroe Institute in America, a bit of like a, a self-help place. And he met a guy there and uh, this guy had had a near-death experience and uh, basically dropped everything in his life and, you know, uh, did whatever he did. But uh, he was there because he had some personal issues, everything else since. And he'd always wear a cap. And uh, that was partly down to him hiding some, you know, quite a lot of psychology stuff involved. And by the end, he took his hat off. But when he met my dad, uh, he he said uh, he had the, since he had this near death experience he had the ability to read things and uh, he, he he touched my dad he said oh you broke your nose in X Y year uh, year uh, the first time uh, from an elbow playing football and my dad was like there's no way he could have known that. And it's like, there's a part of me that wants to believe it. I'm, I don't shell out coin for it or anything yeah. else. I don't go even in search of it, but there's a part of me that wants to believe it. So do you have any uh, supernatural tales or that then? My mum's house, I don't know if this counts. My mum's house is haunted. Uh, my mum's house has a ghost. Her name is Laura. And everyone in that house has seen her. And she always presents herself. She's in a blue dress and she floats above you normally when you're in bed. And she's constantly knocking stuff over in this house. So just all the time, a room has this nothing. This is your mother's house. house. Mother's house. Room has no one in it and books will be off the shelf and on the floor. Uh, and they've all just completely come to peace with it. And they just go, oh, it's Laura. She's acting up again. Uh, to the point now where there's a whole story about where she's from and, and her origins and all of this. Uh, my mum's even gone as far as like researching previous owners to see if anyone 
died in the house. They haven't. Um, but that's the closest thing where, you know, the, repeatedly there's three women in, who were in my house, my two sisters and my mum, and they all insist on all very separate occasions that they've experienced Laura, uh, you know, coming from the other side and messing with their soap bowls. But no signs to this. No science to it, no explanation to it. Uh, but I, again, and I don't know if this is where you have to have a mind that's open to it to receive it. I have not met Laura. I have not experienced Laura. And I've been in the house when stuff's fallen off a shelf and I've just gone, maybe you just didn't put it on the shelf properly. Maybe the cat was there. Like my head instantly tries to bring it down to earth. Whereas their head instantly goes to Laura. So I don't yeah. know if I'm just not, I, I don't get access You're not to in this tune. stuff. Yeah, I'm not in tune. I don't have the sixth sense. I don't. I, ha I can't open the fourth wall or the fifth gate or whatever you want to call it. My third eye is like needs glasses. It don't. It doesn't happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting though, isn't it? And then yeah, finally, yeah. then on this uh, topic to bring it full circle again, aliens. Yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit last week, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm. I'm all up for aliens. Uh, aliens, yeah. I believe, are maybe here uh maybe we've got i I'm, didn't they come out with that we've got a spaceship wasn't that a thing the Every pentagon has, what the pentagon has to release something within the next couple of months where they they're like forced by laws in the states about um you know freedom of information act and all the rest of it that they've got to tell you them about something and apparently they've they've put it out there that they have an alien ship like they've had it for a long time and it sits in the Pentagon. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm well up for aliens in, in any shape and form. And I'm well happy to believe that they're living amongst us and you're one and Elon Musk is one. I, yeah. I have no issue. Uh, but I don't think that that's even that weird. I, I think that's well within the realms of things, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it would be uh, sure and exciting if they brought that out, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, let's see what we find on Mars. Even if they find the tiniest little germ, it's the coolest yeah. thing ever, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, most definitely. Because there's something on this planet, I can never remember what it's called. A troglodyte? There's something, it's like a little bacterium, and it can survive in space. Uh, they've, they've taken it out to space, and it can survive in, in the vacuum of space with all the radiation hitting it and everything, and it can live. So it's very, very possible that that thing came down on a comet or, or on a meteorite and, and landed here and presented itself to <laughs> Earth. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> literally a little alien, but it's, you know, half a yeah. millimeter big. Yeah, and you zoom in many black stars and there's a whole little universe in there. Yeah, well, it's really, you know, the Avengers where New York gets attacked by the aliens uh, and there's that big floaty thing, the bug. Yeah that's based on the artisticness of it is on this little alien ah, thingy magic. I'll, I'll, we'll get an image up of it at some point with, uh, with yeah. this thing. It's, uh, but yeah, it looks just like it. Cool, love it. You got anything food for us today? I've actually eaten, so I feel really satisfied, uh, but I'm gonna have my Friday, uh, my Friday, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna have my Wednesday bump. Uh, I'm gonna have a, a hot chocolate. We've got one of those Velveteer uh, hot chocolates for Christmas. And uh, nice. yeah, very, very nice, very smooth. Uh, yeah, but nice. yeah, you got anything foodie for us? Well, kind of. So I, I've recently just thought I'm on a bit of a, I get into certain things with cooking and I just keep doing it for a while. And at the minute it's slow cooking stuff. So 
So just oh, taking okay. big pieces of meat, cooking it low and slow, like six, seven hours until it just falls off a bone. Um, and I keep seeing, and it's one of these things, there's two things that I just keep thinking about buying. One is a slow cooker, like an independent slow cooker. And mm. one is an air fryer. And I don't know if you fry air fryer because I just see it where people just take chips and put them in it and it comes out and they're as crispy as if they were cooked in loads of oil, but they're cooked in one little spoon of oil. So I guess where I'm getting at is kitchen gadgets. Are, do you have any? Do you like any? Are there any that you want? Could the you only, care less? The only really time you get me cooking on a regular basis is camping. Uh, yeah. especially oh, if okay. it's wild camping. Uh, Lauren is a good cook. Uh, Daisy and Cece are now very capable. Daisy's a very good uh, baker for an 11-year-old, nearly 12-year-old now. And uh, so I kind of ignorantly haven't had the need. And uh, it doesn't, food doesn't excite me like it does yeah, most people. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I haven't, you know, uh, Lauren, Lauren's got a slow cooker though, say that, we have a slow cooker, uh, okay. but yeah, uh, cooking gadgets, I'm not not overly sold on, to be honest, but yeah, yeah. excite us, excite us. Well, I can't even excite you because I've never, I don't, I don't buy them, I just always like the idea, <laughs> like the idea of them. Like, I've been slow cooking all week with my oven. I have no need for a slow cooker. Yet, if I see one in a shop, I can't help but go and look at it and look at the box <laughs> and look at the, I just can't help myself. It, yeah, and like, I make chips in the oven. They're absolutely fine. I enjoy them or I go to McDonald's and I just get but some chips. But you're really intrigued by I see an air fryer and I'm like, whoa, that's, that's nice. Oh, look at the size of its tray and blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I never bite the bullet and get one. So I don't okay. know if it's just gadgets of any kind. Just get me looking. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you get a salesman to walk up to me. They can probably <laughs> yeah. make me walk out one in each hand. Like yeah. Air fryer. And, uh, like, yeah. And, and I think a big part of it is just not having the space as well. Like our kitchen's not massive. So, but I think if so, I had all the room, I'd just be like a gadget on every work surface all the way around. One, I'll tell you though, we do have boiled egg maker. Right, boiled egg maker. Boiled, boiled egg, egg maker. That's called a pan of water, isn't it? Yes. Now this, the, I was very much of this opinion when my wife brought this home because she insisted we get one of these, and it was fifteen pounds. So I was like, fine. It's not. It's not okay, overly 15 expensive. Pounds of your well earned money. Fifteen well earned pounds. I'll take it if it will shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> so we got this thing, but I'm completely sold because. Boiled water, if you want a soft boiled, a medium boiled or a hard boiled egg, you kind of have to, it's, it's always a bit of a gamble, right? Nine, eight, nine times out of 10, if you really know what you're doing, you'll get exactly what you want, but there's always gonna be an occasion where you just open it. There's that chance, yeah, there's that chance. This machine, zero chance. Really? Zero. You want it soft boiled, it will be soft. You want six soft boiled eggs, it will happen. You want six medium boiled where the oak is just a little bit runny, but the rest of it is still, yeah. It's a very cool is it, machine. Is it Bluetooth? It's not, it's, it's dead simple. It's got <laughs> a little water thing and you put a certain amount of water for how many eggs you're cooking and you flick a switch and then it beeps off like a kettle when it's done. Um, it's, it's very simple. It's very clever. Boiled egg machine. If you like boiled eggs, go buy one. You won't regret it. It's amazing what uh, people have dreamt up and invented and then sold, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, 
Now, and that's where I think kitchen gadgets come into their own because they yeah. get weird at one point. <laughs> it goes down a bit of a weird and wonderful bit where you're just like, who needs, who needs <laughs> that? that? <laughs> How many Why? times are you doing that thing to need <laughs> that tool to do that thing? Um, but there we go. <laughs> well, we're, we're in the process of moving and uh, we've spoken about obviously kitchen and what we want to do and everything else. It's a bit of a longer term project, uh, yeah. but we're, we're going at the moment with the idea of like a stainless steel kitchen and oh, nice. uh, then, you know, very vibrant colour utensils, tools and, you know, features and bits like that. Go very much down like it looking good as well as being practical with, because, you know, if you go to any... Uh, bar pub bar uh hotel it's usually all the same as still isn't it so oh, yeah. down and go. And we did go out for a meal because i do appreciate eating out and uh I, I would like to recommend the place but i can't even remember the name of it in tunbridge wells it was a uh, fish restaurant and they had a stainless steel uh, cooker top uh but didn't uh have flame uh or like a, a ring on it but used magnets for heating Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you the science of it, but it was well interesting when he was telling us about it. So, Very yeah, it's cool. meant to be really efficient and, you know, eco-friendly and all those kind of things. Love it. Love so it. Maybe we'll, we'll revisit this at some point. For sure. No doubt. Has to be done. I enjoy a kitchen. We can talk kitchens all day. Yeah. I've brought a, uh, a, a reading to you. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you're ready to wrap up with that. Hit me. So I, I'm going to post it actually, and I read it in a book. So the other day I read something about the act of love between two people, and I thought I'd try and share it broadly, uh, adding my own words. So here goes. So basically it was a copy-paste move, uh, add a few more words and everything else. Uh, love is like climbing a mountain. Over, over timid people are scared to even start and miss out on the whole experience. Hardy and balanced people accept the risks for the rewards. Love's risks uh, someone else's neck besides your own. The climb will be dangerous with many pitfalls and dangers where you can fall along the way. You should never take a novice climber halfway up and leave them uh, when things get difficult. Even the most experienced get caught out. Though love can be extremely dangerous, it can give our best and our worst moments. It is also the supreme human experience. Dare to love and climb that mountain together. Oh, that was super right. cute. Yeah. I, I'm actually in that case, if it's all right with you, I'm going to save my quote for next week because I've got a really grumpy old man quote. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to put a downer on what was a Do very it. nice sentiment message. It. People can always rewind, what, 30 seconds and just listen all to right. that bit again, if, can't they? If you're in a good mood and you enjoyed what <laughs> JC just said, switch the podcast off, podcast off now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Share with your friends, five-star review, all of that stuff. If, however, you just want to now go back to being a miserable git, listen to this and then you can finish. The problem with the world is that the intelligent people are full of doubts, whilst the stupid ones are full of confidence. Ah. Charles Bukowski? Bukowski. Ah. There we go. I wasn't too grumpy. Wasn't no? Too okay. No. He looks very grumpy in the photo of him saying it. I thought you were going to talk about fat kids or something for a second. Well, it has, it's somehow related to it, right? Yeah. It's something to yeah. do with it. 
I'm sure the parents of fat kids think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's been cool. a pleasure. Thanks As for listening, always, guys. Yeah, what you like just said a minute, share. guy, and all of that. All of that stuff. Done. Peace out.